So, you've decided you want more out of your life. More than the 9 to 5. More than paycheck to paycheck. More than lifelong debt. But that leaves questions. Where do I go from here? What can I do without any money, connections, or experience? My goal is to not only provide you with answers to those questions, but also to motivate people in an authentic way, mentor people who don't have mentors, give back, and hear some inspiring stories along the way. If you're not going to show people what's possible, who is? My name is Aaron Eiler, and this is Ground Zero. Hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Dream Chasers Ground Zero. Today I have with us Stephanie Boldrini. Stephanie, would you mind telling us just a little bit about your your story and what your personal Ground Zero was like and some of the skills and uh, information that you learned along the way that have helped you to grow into the success that you have today? Sure. Um, I'm originally from Brazil and uh, was blessed enough to come to the U.S. when I was 18 uh, 20 years ago. And, um, I thank God every day that I'm here. Um, my career started in, uh, sales actually by chance because I did not know what I wanted to do. And a friend of mine said, you should come work where I'm working. And I said, okay. So I started in sales, um, and then jumped into, uh, um, trying to do my own startup, which was, uh, <laughs> quite a ride for all the entrepreneurs uh, that are out there. They know how uh, life is, you know, to do your own thing. And uh, that was an incredible learning experience. I worked 24 seven, literally for uh, three years, uh, Monday through Monday. Uh, And uh, unfortunately it did not work out, but learned a ton and uh, am a better founder today. Um, After that, I joined a sale another uh, startup uh, in the sales position and uh, you know what after you do your own thing and you work for somebody else that's so easy it's like you have your nights off you have your weekends it's wow how and you get a paycheck you know it's uh, <laughs> it's amazing so uh, I did really well there thankfully uh, as well because you have the um, entrepreneurial work ethic I think um and then after that, I started doing real estate investing uh, through the help with a, of a friend of mine who was my mentor and taught me everything that I know about real estate investing. Um, so that's the, the basic, very short uh, <laughs> uh, story of my career so far. Um, is there anything particular that I should dive into? You mentioned a couple of things, but uh, if anything stood out, let me know. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, one thing that I can tell is you just kind of had to, you had to pivot, you know, multiple times, which, you know, causes for some ups and downs. And I just kind of want to ask kind of what was kind of going through your head during those times where you had to, you know, you, you were in that job and then you shifted and you wanted to try and do your own startup. But then after that had, you know, built up for so long, you were like, okay, you know, like, sadly, this isn't going to work. And you had to shift again and you had to shift back to working with someone else. And you said there's, you know, there's pros and cons of that. But um, just kind of like what was going through your mind at those times? How were you kind of able to keep yourself going uh, kind of aside from the fact of just survival, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, it it varied during the different shifts that I made. But um, a lot of times you're thinking, oh, my gosh, all my friends are growing so much in their career, you know, working for somebody else. And here I am trying to do the entrepreneurial thing and that didn't work. Now I need to start from zero. 
Um, but thankfully, you know, uh, I did well on the, uh, with my startup, the, the company that I worked for in sales after my startup. I just didn't like working for other people. And um, I said, I just need to do this and I'm going to do smarter and better because now I know so much more. So, you know, just getting to build your network is incredibly important. Uh, and I do think that the sales job definitely helped because I follow up like crazy with everybody, whether it be purchasing a property or, you know, potential investors or um, even people that say they're going to help with something they might forget. So literally just following up is so important and very few people do that. It's I'm still shocked <laughs> of how many few people do not follow up, uh, even if they're trying to sell something. Um, so, you know, is, uh, you just learn as much as you can and try to get as much help as you can along the way, because nobody goes there, gets there alone, as we all know. Um, so make good friendships and hang out at the right places with the right people. Yes. Sometimes that costs, you know, uh, more money, but who cares? Because it's the benefit of, um, getting to know better people that are going to help you. Uh, in the future and vice versa, of course. Yeah, 100%. I know um, in my personal experience so far, it's been a little bit difficult to figure out ways to put myself in those rooms and in those conversations where I'm actually around like-minded people and around people that are talking about the things that I want to learn. I know that, that that has been a big struggle for me so far is just finding them. And that's where I think it's really important that you mentioned that because that's one thing that, you know, being around people that are like-minded and, you know, thinking the things that you are is only going to elevate you. And it's just in a point that just being involved in those conversations, you can talk about the things that you're learning at the time. And in a way you can teach them whatever it is that you're studying. And that can help you develop a higher understanding of whatever that is, or you can learn new things from them or just having that extra resource to continue talking about those things is going to elevate all of you. So, you know, having a community like that, that's, that's positive and that's like-minded is, you know, really beneficial. Um, and I also really like the part that you, you know, obviously mentioned your mentor. I, I obviously cannot vouch enough for mentors. My personal mentor has taken me, you know, above and beyond. I wouldn't be doing this without him. But it's just that um, when you when you speak of that, what do you think the, the what do you think the most valuable piece of advice you received from your mentor was as you were kind of going through your own journey there? So this mentor was for real estate, and uh, he said you make money when you buy so that was the most valuable piece of information <laughs> that i learned from him so yeah yeah absolutely. Negotiate that price if you can uh especially right now we can uh, in some certain uh, asset classes um so yeah just gotta wait for the right time and and make a, an offer that they're going to accept that will be beneficial to you as well yeah, absolutely. I mean, and for uh, any young uh, real estate entrepreneurs listening out there, did you have any any books or any podcasts that you were specifically plugged into when you first started to kind of make that change into real estate investing that really kind of helped you develop a deeper understanding of the subject? Yeah, I signed up for a bunch of podcasts. Uh, the ones that come to mind are Joe Fairless podcast, um, Real Estate Goddesses podcast, um, and a few more in um, the asset class that I was focusing on, uh, which was retail. 
um, and books. Oh my gosh, there are so many. I'm just so bad with names, but I'm happy to send you all of the, <laughs> the links to the books. There's one in particular that I'm, it's my favorite. It has a lot of golden nuggets that I'll be more than happy to share with you. Uh, so yeah. you can put there the show notes for your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I'd really appreciate that. I know that books have personally helped me come a long way. It, it was really difficult, honestly, because I feel like coming out of high school, I hated reading. <laughs> and uh, I mean, and some of that is just because of the structure of public education now, I guess. And yes. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> they kind of make you read things that you're not interested in. So then you lose interest in reading because you don't care about the subjects that you're learning about. And I can honestly say that's exactly what happened for me because I was reading all these stories that while I do believe that there are valuable lessons in that there was a point to us reading them, I still wasn't reading something that I was genuinely interested in and I lost interest in reading because of it. And then it took me, you know, another, I don't know, another long period of time before I was able to come to find a new subject that I was interested in, that I wanted to read about, that I was, you know, energetic about actually diving into and taking in that information to then to the point where I was like, holy crap, like, you know, books really are good sources of information and I need to get back into reading. And it really kind of took me a minute to build up that habit again, because I had taken, you know, however long through school to almost break that habit down. And then you have to, to have to rebuild it to, you know, come back to your roots in a sense. So yeah, books have definitely helped me, you know, a ton along the way. And um, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to get some of those links so I could throw them in the show notes for our listeners. Um, yeah. And, you know, thank God to technology also, because you can now read books by listening. So with Audible and podcasts and uh, Clubhouse, there are so many <clears throat> uh, resources out there. And you're not the only person that doesn't like reading. I know a few people that are actually successful <laughs> that do not like reading. So you're not. Alone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually glad you mentioned that. I know that with um, all the advancements in technology um, recently, in terms of in terms of audiobooks, ebooks, you know, all these new options that you have to take in information, or I mean, even just going to Google, YouTube, you know, all these yeah. other resources, even if you don't, well, it, it's, it's honestly really strange, because some people will say like, oh, I don't like reading, but they sit on their phone and they read posts. <laughs> so like true. you know while you're not reading a book you are reading yeah. so it's like you know you just have to find the right thing that you're interested in but same thing just like you mentioned if that's not your style there are other options now that you can explore oh, yeah. whether it be that you just want to plug your headphones in and listen to somebody else read it you know whatever way is best for you then there's ways to do it now and I you know highly encourage you to find out whatever that you know avenue is that works best for you so um, just going back to your story a little bit, I know we talked about um, you kind of having a couple of failures along your way, along your journey. Um, I just want to kind of zero in on those for a minute and just kind of ask what you think some of the really valuable lessons you learned from those were. That is a very good question, Aaron. Um, so for my startup, <clears throat> we, we were a marketplace um, similar to uh, eBay or Amazon where people would be able to sell their products, but these products were only focused on natural, organic, and non-toxic products. And uh, the major mistakes we made, number one, was to open up from the beginning to every single category under the sun. And uh, nobody will ever remember you for anything uh, when you have everything available. So mm -hmm. focus 
is so, so, so important. And it's so true that um, you have to focus and just do one thing and do it really well in the beginning. Um, so we should have opened up to skincare products, for example, which was our best selling category and then opened uh, later to other cate cate categories, similar to what Amazon did with books, started with books and then opened up to uh, everything under the sun. Um, another mistake we made was to uh, call ourselves eco bold. Um, and so what we later found out when I learned that I had to interview people and find out if this would be valuable to them two years into the startup, <laughs> I learned that people cared mostly about their health first and then uh, being eco-friendly was just a, a, an added benefit. So by then it was a little too late to change the name and everything else. Um, so that was another thing. So interview people, ask what their pain point is, what is important to them before you start <laughs> building anything. Um, and the last most important lesson that we learned was to charge a little bit more, make sure you can afford um, something, you know, when you're uh, building a company, we were charging so little per transaction, only 7%. And that just did not make the cut to, you know, even raise funds later. Um, so make sure you understand the financials or, you know, later, even if you're going to give something for free, how are you going to monetize um, later uh, in your startup journey? Those are the, the major lessons there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I definitely, I, I think I learned something from those right there. I mean, I've dealt with a little bit so far as um, in some ideas that I've had already and conversations that I've had about them, a lot of the things that come up are, you know, what's your niche? Who are you shooting for? Who are you specifically trying to serve? And that's where, you know, like that first mistake that you talked about was about how you tried to open for everyone. And really like in one of my ideas that I've had so far, that was what caused a lot of confusion between myself and the little focus group of people that we had working was because we were trying to make it work for everyone, but the product wasn't designed for everyone. So mm -hmm. we then had to, you know, kind of close off all of the expansion capabilities, you know, that, that big vision, and then kind of focus it back in on our original niche and, you know, use that to figure out how we were going to, then going to tailor that product or service to that specific person. And then, like you said, once you get that going and where it's like actually running smoothly and successfully, then you could focus on expanding a little bit more. So that was definitely a good point as well. Um, I know I had another point. I do this so much. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe it'll come back. <laughs> so I guess that just kind of makes me wonder, you know, knowing what you do now, uh, like if you could go back and have a conversation with yourself when you were running that startup, what do, you, what do you think that you would tell yourself to, you know, maybe try to write that ship a little bit and, and just to kind of segue off of that, if you were able to turn that around, do you think that's what you would still be doing today or no? Um, I don't know if it would, yeah, I, I just don't know. Um, uh, what I would have told myself was, would definitely be to focus on one, one category and really go deep there. Um, that would be the one thing I would tell myself that could have potentially changed the course of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, at least where I live in, you know, Silicon Valley, uh, even if you fail, you learn so much. So I wouldn't have changed anything 
because when you do pill, you you come you come out of it so much stronger. Your skin is this thick. Nobody can say or do anything to you that will harm you, like in your mind that make, will make you upset. Uh, you learn so much about yourself, about how to deal with your co-founder um, and people, and and you really build an incredibly thick skin and uh, character. <laughs> So I, I would not have changed, even if I knew it would, it would have failed um, later after working so hard. Awesome. Yeah. And I know um, that, you know, thick skin becomes really important. And I mean, it's still something that I'm working on. You know, I'm still <laughs> I'm still new to all of this, but I do know it's something that I've been able to develop so far, at least, you know, in the failures that I've had so far. And I know that, you know, embracing your failures is really a huge point. But the biggest thing with that is you have to come into it with the right mindset that even if this doesn't work, I'm going to take something from it. You have to be able to take something from every single, you know, opportunity, whether it goes good or whether it goes bad, you have to be able to take something away from it and say, you know, sit back and look at it and say, okay, this is what I learned. This is what went well. This is what didn't well. I mean, and maybe if you do succeed at whatever it was, there's still something that you could take away and say, okay, well, maybe I could have delivered on this better. Or maybe I could have, you know, driven this point a little bit harder, you know, whatever that may be, there's always something that you can take away. And um, that's definitely something that I think we uh, more people kind of need to pay attention to and stop thinking of it as a, as, as a failure, you know, yes, something went wrong. Yes, whatever it was didn't work out. But the, the word failure in itself, I mean, obviously, I don't know the definition off the top of my head, but it's just that it has like a negative impact like as soon as you say failure it, it makes you like your shoulders slump everything drops whatever energy mm -hmm. was there is taken away i mean and some of it like i mean i know like in in school growing up and stuff like in what like you can fail classes you can fail at this and like the letter f or whatever supposedly means fail and mm -hmm. you know so like we're kind of breeded with the sense that fail failure is a bad thing but yeah it's it's really and, and a lot of it, just approaching that is just mindset. You just have to be able to come in saying whether this works or whether it doesn't, I'm going to walk away stronger and better because I know that I'm going to take something away from this. And then I'm going to then take whatever lesson I learned and put it into the next one. And next time we're going to come out and we're going to crush it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's really well said. I, I agree 100%. And also school doesn't teach you how to cooperate, right? With other people, which is actually the key to success. Uh, people are there on their own, studying their own, doing their own tests. You don't help one another. You don't uh, help your, your colleagues in, in school. Um, uh, so yeah, you are correct. <laughs> I, I do not miss school days. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of counting down the days until I, <laughs> until I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, <laughs> we're actually in our last week of class right now and I have finals next week. So, you know, I'm going to have my head in a book all weekend, but you know, <laughs> not looking forward to that, but um, yeah. it'll be over and then, soon. <laughs> then I have, and I have one more year, but um, yeah, I just, I'm, I've never really been a school guy. I see the value <laughs> in it, but I've just never really liked school. It's just, it's just kind of whatever at this point. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so in terms of the success that you've built now, um, what do you think is something that you, you know, when you were, when you made that turn, what do you think is something that you started doing 
in, you know, maybe in terms of a habit or, you know, whatever, uh, whatever, whatever word you would use to describe it, but just, you know, that most people might not see, like, what's something that you were doing every day, maybe behind the scenes that you feel has kind of helped you, you know, grow into the success that you have now that, you know, most people wouldn't know that you're doing um, I think, again, focusing is so important, especially nowadays that we have so, so many distractions. And, uh, you can, we can literally have 50 tabs open on our browser. Um, so really just saying, okay, this year I'm going to buy XYZ and this is really what I have to do. And let's really uh, analyze all the properties that we can possibly analyze and figure out which one makes sense to make an offer on and take it from there. Um, also taking a look at your goals um, on a regular basis for the year um, or whenever you set up your goals, but really go back to the goals and are you on track with what you said you were going to do uh, that year? And if not, you need to really uh, clean up what you're doing that is uh, being a distraction and, and go back to focusing. And also we are all so busy, you know, <laughs> nowadays that getting help is important. So um, you can start by having VAs in the Philippines by paying $5 an hour to do things for you. You can really um, do so many things with that that will help you focus on what the really big thing is. Someone once said uh, for us to always think, what is the one thing that I can do today that could change everything. So try to remember this and really, because we end up being so many little things that we can really stop and say, what is the one action that I can take today that will make a huge difference on all of these things that I have to do today? That, that really helps. 100%, you know, I actually really love that point. Um, I'm actually really glad that you brought that up because I mean, I know in my personal experience so far, that, you know, um, writing my goals and being familiar with what I was shooting for was definitely something that I had to kind of get clear on first. Because when you come up with those goals, when you're able to picture where you want to go, whether that be with your business, whether that be in your family life, you know, wherever those goals may lie, it's just once you're clear on that, that will help you envision the steps you need to take today to start moving towards those goals. So, you know, if your goal is to, I don't know, in terms of like a family goal, if you want to get closer with, I don't know, your aunts and uncles or something that maybe you don't speak to hardly ever, maybe start reaching out to them, you know, maybe, maybe not like something completely overwhelming, like once a day or, you know, which really that's not a lot, but either way, not the point. If, you know, maybe you start slow and say, you know, maybe I want to hop on a call with them once a week and just stay in touch more, you know, just something like that. Or like, if you have a business, maybe your goal is to make two more sales per day, you know, on whatever your product or service may be, uh, you know, just small little things that'll help you, you know, like you have to realize that obviously time is a part of these two. And, you know, like while deadlines are important, you don't want to put yourself on too much of a time crunch. So what I, what I mean by that is that, you know, like if you have a goal for your business to be making millions of dollars a year and right now, you don't have a business, then you can't expect that all to happen necessarily within the next three weeks. Like it, things take time. So obviously, you know, you have to kind of gauge that along the way, but yeah. So, you know, I definitely appreciate the, 
the point about the goals. And I know that has been a big part for me so far as I've been able to, you know, find those small steps for me to take every day to help, you know, continue that growth. But yeah, um, with that, I do think it is about time to start kind of closing it down. Uh, you know, I've really enjoyed what we've talked about so far. And, you know, just kind of thinking back on, on some of the points that we've had, um, you know, is just definitely don't be afraid to kind of put yourself out there to find more people that are on the same page as you. You can't necessarily, you know, what's the word? Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. You can't expect an exponential growth out of yourself in one category if you're kind of hanging around people that are dragging you down. You, you know, mm -hmm. you have to be in, a, and I know that, you know, everybody has their group that they associate with and that they want to spend time with. But one of the biggest things that I've kind of had to come to terms with is that the, the group that I was hanging around with wasn't getting me anywhere. And while mm -hmm. those are still my friends and I still care about them, you kind of have to make the sacrifice, if you will, to spend time with people that are going to elevate you and have conversations that are going to elevate you to the point where you want to be. And it comes down to a point like, is it more important for you to be hanging out with those friends, you know, spending time doing whatever you're doing, or is it more important you, for you to achieve whatever those goals are that you laid out? Yeah, that's a very good point. And, and it's, it's okay to, you know, uh, not necessarily let people go. It's okay to let people, friends go for sure. But uh, it's also okay to spend less time with them if, uh, if it's not really aligned with what, where you're going. Um, one thing I, I remember that I wanted to share when you asked about what would I do, you know, with my younger self, what would I tell myself actually is to, I would have loved to have taken and known about the landmark forum course back then. It was completely life-changing for me. So I highly recommend anyone at any point in time to do that. It can clear so many things up for you and, really um, have a, a clear path for you to go forward uh, in life. It, it's something that was phenomenal uh, in my life. And uh, I took three years ago, but uh, I would have loved to have taken it in my 20s. <laughs> so okay. just wanted yeah. to drop that up there. Yeah, 100%. Um, can, you, can you just repeat what it was one more time for us? Uh, Landmark Forum. Okay. Self-improvement type of thing. And okay. One of the best that I have taken. Perfect. Yeah, I'll be. I'll throw that in the show notes for everybody who's interested. We'll see. You know, we'll see what comes of it. Maybe it's something that I'll look into. You know, I just, you know, uh, thank you again for that. And you know, thank you for all the little nuggets that you've shared today. I feel like that I personally got a lot of value out of it, and I hope that all the listeners do as well. Um, do you Do you have any more closing thoughts before we you know, close it down? No. Kudos to you for doing this. You know, at the end of the day, you're. Uh, at at the very least meeting so many people out there growing your network. So this is awesome. And uh, I'm sure you, you and your listeners, whoever is listening will do, will be very fine uh, in their career. Absolutely. You know, I sure hope so. <laughs> so with that, everybody always remember this is dream chasers ground zero and there's nowhere to go from here, but uh,